Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. Today is Sunday, January 10th, and I am here to break down a, the six-game main slate for fantasy uh, for FanDuel, DraftKings, and Yahoo. So we will be going over all of those. Um, it is a 6 p.m. Eastern start to the slate, so an hour earlier than normal. And looking forward to uh, continuing our hot streak. We've had uh, three days in a row now where we're uh, knocking some uh, heads around like we, we wanted to do uh, from the Jump Street. So it's a great time to, to come aboard if uh, you want to join us. It's dfscoachtalk.com. You can also take advantage of a wonderful offer from... Uh, one of our partners here at betus.com.pa. If you sign up there and deposit $149 and use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, no space, uh, you will get a free membership with Coach Talk that goes from now until April 1st. So it's a hard thing to pass up uh, when you're talking about getting a free membership and getting to join an incredible community uh, that we have at Coach Talk with some fantastic members. So <clears throat> we want to get into this uh, today. We're going to go through game by game and, uh, you know, hopefully give you some real nuggets of value and of uh, top plays and some fades. We're going to try to do the entire deal for you here. So what I'd like to start out and do is uh, just go over the whole list of uh injuries and COVID protocols, which there are a ton of them. Some teams are just decimated like Boston now. Everybody's sort of taking a turn uh, with the whole COVID thing. I, I sure hope it uh, hangs on here. Uh, I'd hate to see games start getting canceled. But I'm going to go through this real quickly. This way it'll be easier when we go uh, through the game by games. <clears throat> so bear with me. This is all important news, so you definitely want to catch it. Uh, Joe Ingles, probable. Jason Tatum, doubtful. I thought he was already ruled out with uh, 10 to 14 days uh, out with uh, a positive test for the for COVID. So I would not expect him to play. Same thing with Otto Porter. Uh, actually, his is a lower back. Uh, he's doubtful for Chicago. Mike Muscala also got hurt, uh, but... His ribs have healed up enough that he is confirmed in, so he'll add a little bit to that Oklahoma City depth, uh, if there is any. Tyler Johnson is out. Kevin Looney is questionable, so we got to follow that one. That could get a few more uh, minutes for Mr. Wiseman. Uh, Frank Dinlikina has already been ruled out. Kevin Knox, probable. Cat played. Uh, we expect him to play again because it's a wrist he has taped up um, from that dislocation. <clears throat> He's expected to play, but the minutes will be within question. And at his price, you got to look at that uh, pretty severely. Some of the other uh, COVID protocol uh, Boston guys are Ojale and Green and Jalen Brown. <laughs> so... Wow, Boston uh, is going to be in that, you know, barely field a team kind of scenario. <clears throat> Andrew Wiggins is questionable uh, with a sore right foot. KCP remains questionable again. 
Kyle Lowry is back. He missed uh, yesterday's game due to personal reasons. He has returned for the Sunday game. And then we have our daily fun of, you know, the Lakers. They just keep pounding this questionable tag for, for all their key guys, Davis and James, both questionable for today's game. We know Davis sat yesterday. I would expect him to play. Uh, Le maybe LeBron takes a turn and sits. Um, we'll see. It's against the Rockets. <clears throat> Again, it's going to be a, very important to follow the news on this as the day goes. We also have a questionable tag on Kyrie. Uh, he had, was out for personal reasons the last game. Uh, and we'll see if he comes back today with Kyrie. You absolutely never know. So super news dependent there. The good thing for Brooklyn is Durant is probable coming back after sitting out uh, some, uh, some time with the COVID protocol deal. So he should play today. Uh, not 100%, but he's probable. Derek Favors, probable as well. Uh, ben McElmore, questionable, continues to be questionable there. And uh, Daniel House is out for his fourth straight game, uh, dealing with a back issue. Uh, Steph Curry also listed as probable. Uh, he played the last game with a tweaked ankle and looked phenomenal. So I expect him to, to lace him up against Toronto this evening. Okay, that is it. Sorry it was such an extensive list, but uh, I mean, right now that is such a massive key in, uh, in really determining, you know, who's in, who's out. Uh, this has been also, you know, with this COVID stuff, has been a huge, uh, huge year for that late, the late swap deal. Setting your lineup up ahead of time, <clears throat> like we did yesterday with Curry, who we really didn't know was very questionable one way or the other, uh, then went to probable later. So we had him in there, but we had pivots in mind if that didn't work out. And you really do need to think that stuff through. Uh, when you're building a roster. So I know it adds another element, but right now with the late games and having guys like AD and, and LeBron who are, you know, shifters of a slate, uh, questionable, you've got to take advantage of those spots because you don't want to get to a point where you have to sit a guy and you don't have a viable replacement in mind or you, know, you don't want to leave a ton of table, money on the table, but you also don't want to be short and have to go with somebody that's not going to be, you know, solid in their rotation. So <clears throat> follow along with us here. We're going to always break it out seven days a week for you and give you the best opportunity to build that lineup. But the key factor after that is to join us in Discord. Uh, we're in there throughout the day, uh, updates of player news, uh, any lineup changes, restriction, player restrictions, COVID news, etc. So you want to follow us in our Discord. Again, you, you can join us at dfscoachtalk.com. And, uh, you know, we set our lineups and get everything in our main chat 30 minutes before lock. And, uh, and then again, like I say, this isn't the old school days where you locked your lineup in and, there's, and then you could just go about your way. You've got to stay involved with it through the evening because... The news is constantly changing with the different times of games uh, and all of that rotation of players uh, in and out. So you want to stick with us there. Okay, no further ado. Let's jump into this slate. Um, it is a very interesting one. 
uh, and it, there's a lot of uh, variance here. So we're not going to talk about the two early games, Utah, Detroit, Chicago, LA. You can play those in the showdown slate or, or do whatever you need to do there. We want to focus on this main slate. That's where the majority of all the good contests are, uh, you know, the, the bigger and better double ups and 50-50s and some good single entry events you can get in as well. And if you're feeling frosty, the big money event, you can throw a, a bullet in that. So, all right, first game on the board, Oklahoma City Thunder at four and four against the Brooklyn Nets at five and five. So it's very surprised at the Thunder. They've won two in a row. They're four and four. And I just, I don't know how the hell they're doing it, but more power to them. You know, it's, they're getting it done. That's the bottom line. Um, right now, uh, our wonderful uh, partners at betus.com.pa has the line at Brooklyn minus eight and a half. And the over under is 225. So a fair number uh, for that. Um, as far as defensive team efficiency, this is a little bit of a red flag here. You've got Brooklyn third. Uh, they're really getting it done defensively. And Oklahoma City is 10th. Hence, that's why they're four and four, is they've, they've got a top 10 defense with this group. Some real scrappers with Dort and Baisley and, of course, the you know savory veterans in Hill and Horford. They know how to defend and uh, they're getting it done. So uh, defense is a little bit of a concern there. On the, on the plus side though, I mean, you've got Oklahoma City's 19th in pace, a little bit below average, but Brooklyn's all the way up to fourth and they get Durant back and possibly Irving back. So, um, you know, that creates some interest there. Um, for me, um, I like arrested Kevin Durant in this game. I know he's somewhat expensive um, you know, he generally doesn't, they don't have to ramp him up slowly with, with, uh, minutes. I think he'll come out, especially if Kyrie is out. If Kyrie's out, Durant's a plug and play for me. Um, if Kyrie's in, I'm going to consider Durant, but it's not as, as automatic of a play. Um, on the Oklahoma City side, man, I, you know, other than Shea, I don't know how you have the courage to really roster anybody else. Um, <clears throat> I tried Darius Baisley the other day, didn't work out. Um, and again, all those guys are splitting time and minutes and rotation and, uh, they're buying into the coach. He's doing a hell of a job to have them in 500, but I just, I don't want to go shade because, uh, I know he's monster usage, but his price is high and Brooklyn's defense, you know, third rank they're they're getting it done. So, um, Again, news, news is important on Kyrie here. You can look at the guys that have, have been doing uh, a great job uh, when, when uh, since Brooklyn's been shorthanded. Karis LeVert was like a million percent owned last time uh, and paid it off. He was over 50 DFS points. Certainly a guy you can consider again. The question is, if you have both Kyrie and Durant back, and they bump Levert back to that second unit again, That's that becomes a little bit tough, uh, especially in the fact that OKC also has a top 10 uh, defense. So <clears throat> let's see how the news rolls out specifically with Irving, and then we can focus a little bit more on that game. 
All right, game two. We've got Denver at the New York Knicks. Denver's four and five, below 500. Terrible start for them after coming out of the bubble like uh, one of the contenders to win the whole thing. Knicks, how about those Knicks? Break them up. Five and four. Tibbs is getting it done. He's playing his guys a million minutes like he always does. They bought in defensively and have done a terrific job there. Um, interesting. This this should be a really good game. Um, uh, BetUS has it as a Denver six-point favorite on the road. Uh, a poultry second lowest 215 over under. A couple of reasons for that are the pace for both teams. Denver 24th and the Knicks 27th. So this is not going to be an up-and-down game. You're going to run, basically the Knicks are running most things through Randall, and Denver always, of course, through the Joker. So you've got a little bit of slowdown, <clears throat> a little bit of ball movement, and therefore not as many DFS opportunities. So definitely a concern. I'm not super excited about uh, the fact that, uh, you know, they're going to be playing at that pace. Now on the defensive efficiency side, Denver's been terrible. That's why they're below 500. They're 26th. And the Knicks, as I said, have bought in. They're fourth. So that definitely affects things. The 215 number affects things. <clears throat> so I am not going to focus on this game. Um, I, I think that the Joker's too expensive. Jamal Murray's been great in stretches and not great in stretches. So there's some risk there, but his price is low. Um, he would be the one I'd consider uh, over anybody else on that squad. Um, Porter remains out again with, with uh, the COVID situation. So, you know, if, you, if, if you're playing GPPs, you can look at a Barton possibly, but I'm not real thrilled with their ancillary players. A lot of guys split minutes. Morris chips in, Harris chips in, Millsap. You know, just a, too many uh, to be effective in a nice six-game slate like this uh, that we're dealing with. On the Knicks side, you know, it's always tempting to play uh, Barrett, Randall, or Payton because <clears throat> they get such an enormous amount of minutes. You know, but, you know, how's this game going to work out? Is the, Are the Knicks going to try to control the pace, which they probably will? The total's low. Uh, Denver, again, though, is not playing good defense at all. Um, I think Julius Randle, even though his price is, is really too high, uh, is, would be a very nice play if you can afford him uh, to put him in there. Um, not as crazy about Barrett this game. Uh, Elf remains, you know, they, they just don't move his price up much. So, you know, he remains in play because, you know, he's not smashing it, but he's getting that 6x, 7x a few times. Uh, and is definitely uh, playable. I'm not going to focus on this game, maybe a one-off, but I think that, uh, you know, you have to look at it just because of the usage uh, and of the guys like the Joker and Murray, uh, Peyton Randall, and uh, definitely Baird as well. All right, let's move on to game three. Uh, it is a 7 o'clock game. So you have two 6 Eastern games, which again is an hour early, so be prepared when you're setting lineups. And then you've got the 7 Eastern game, which is 
bizarre. It's going to be Miami, Boston, but God only knows what Boston's going to be able to roll out there uh, based on the COVID scenario. Hopefully they can get eight guys together. Uh, obviously Vegas has reacted, so Miami's a seven-point favorite on the road, which may not be enough with all those guys sitting from Boston. But here's the problem. Two twelve and a half is the total. That is low. That's, I think, the second lowest I've seen this season. So that is a huge concern. Obviously, Boston is going to try to shorten the game, shorten possessions, not having all of their guns, um, whereas Miami is the most healthy that they've been. So a lot of risk in this game of blowout uh, with Miami, even though it's only a seven-point number. The total's low, and the rotation's going to be wild. Now, it's going to be inevitable that all of us, including me, will go to one or two Boston guys that are going to be just dead, uh, complete value that you can't pass by because the usage numbers uh, are going to be ridiculous. I mean, Marcus Smart jumps out at me. Daniel Tice jumps out at me. You know, if Jalen Brown does play, he becomes like the number one play on the board with no Tatum. You know, right now, the they're the presumptive lineup has Pritchard starting and Smart and Tice, and then it's it's really a crapshoot. You know, is Jalen Brown is questionable, Ojeley uh, is is questionable to out, but you know the guys that have already been ruled out. Um, you know, are Tatum, Langford, Thompson, Walker, Williams, and Williams, Robert, and and uh, the little Grant or what, is it Grant Williams? I believe the, the little dude from Tennessee that plays center all the time. Um, so, you know, huge variance there. What do we expect? How, what's gonna happen? You know, do you just spend the money up on Miami and, you know, play a Butler who's got hot the last two games? Uh, do you consider Bam Adebayo, who's been very, very solid? You know, there's always the possibility here that you get a little extra run from the sharpshooters like Hero and Robinson, uh, Olenix, Played decent lately, although his last game against Boston was not very good. Um, so it's a tough game. I mean, we need all that final news before we can make uh, a judgment here. Uh, if Jalen Brown's out, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with a combination of two, two of these guys, Pritchard, Smart, or Tice. Just can't pass the value. It makes everything else work. If Jalen Brown is in, uh, he becomes my number one play and then probably stack a second guy. From the Miami side, if Brown's in, and I think it's gonna be a little bit of a game, uh, you know, Butler has just paid off in spades the last two games for me. It's hard to go away from him uh, when he's on a hot streak. And obviously with Boston losing some of those defenders, it, that's not gonna help. So I will consider him. I'll look at Bam uh, in some of my lineups and uh, and then go from there. So. Um, that is the first three games. A uh, couple things to mention real quickly. Uh, quick sip of coffee here. All right. Um, again, you know, if you have a chance, check us out, uh, dfscoachtalk.com. We'd love to have you uh, join us. We'd love to have you be involved in that awesome BetUS offer as well. Um, if you're watching this right now on YouTube, this is our one ask per podcast.
podcasts, and we do seven-day-a-week podcasts uh, in, in front of the paywall. We really like to get the word out there, discuss, uh, you know, the, the possibilities of these lineups. But one thing, you know, I want you to know, at DFS Coach Talk, there's a huge layer above before we even get to the breaking out of the, these games and teams and players. And that's our, our philosophy at Coach Talk. We have a, a really our community uh, following per, particular procedures on contest selection and bankroll management. Those are the two things I think that differentiate us from anybody else in the industry. We have a members only podcast on those two things. I do a lot of one-on-ones, did about 10 of them this week with our members where we'll walk through that. We'll look, you know, what is a bankroll? What percentages are we recommending they play? What contests? And I'll tell you, that is the key. If you can get those two pieces down and then follow us here as we build out, uh, you know, really hand build one or two lineups every day that you can use as a hybrid in, in other words, cash and uh, GPP or single entry, which we like to, to really push because, you know, a key factor for us is we want to have equal odds as everybody else at taking something down. So, uh, but anyway, if you're watching this on YouTube, it's super important for us, our big ask each podcast, hit that thumbs up, subscribe to our channel, and then hit the little alarm alert button so it'll lets you know every time we post a podcast. We've right now got a PGA pod that comes out once a week. Our team is crushing it today. We're, we're in the top 8%, hopefully can finish uh, PGA strong with a final round today. Uh, our NFL guys, Andrew Hansen and Shane Caldwell are the best in the business. They're putting out uh, two or three uh, podcasts now that we're down to the the playoffs, uh, very, very sound. They go through everybody uh, and do a great job. And then again, our NBA podcast is seven days a week, and we're posting that right around lunchtime uh, every day. So uh, definitely hit those buttons here on um, YouTube. We really appreciate that. If you listen to us uh, on audio, whether it's through Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, please take a second five stars, quick comment. Again, all of those things affect the algorithm of where we show up on all social media, which really helps us drive traffic and uh, hopefully ultimately membership to to get uh, our community to be even better and better. Uh, And it's a great community, lots of talking within uh, the group, lots of recommendations, quick player news updates. I mean, we really work together uh, to try to to uh, smash the slate every day. So we'd love to have you. Okay, <clears throat> last thing before we finish these uh, last three games. Uh, on Twitter, follow us, at DFS Coach Talk. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew is at Language Olympic. And Shane is at D-E-T Sports Shane. Okay. We are. We have another seven o'clock game, and it is the Lakers and Houston. So we're not going to have to wait very long for the Lakers news with all these questionable guys being LeBron and Davis specifically. Uh, we'll get that news fairly early, so that will help uh, shape our build. 
Um, right now, uh, BetUS has the Lakers minus three. So that, that screams of either James or Davis sitting uh, with only three-point favoritism. A nice 224 and a half, pretty solid. Uh, defensive efficiency, a little concern. The Lakers are up to seventh. Houston is at 16th. And then another little bit of a concern is the pace. They're 23rd and 22nd, respectively. So neither team is playing fast, which is amazing considering Houston was, you know, the fastest team with that small ball lineup. Now they're down to 22nd. A uh, lot of wall and hardened dribbling, that's for sure. Um, and then Cousins doesn't exactly play fast either. So you've got a completely different scenario than, uh, you know, last year uh, in the bubble for sure. All right, so the situation here is, you know, does this become an important game? And I hate to do this, but it's all news driven. I mean, if LeBron or Davis sits, it makes it almost impossible not to play the other guy, in my opinion. Again, last night's a perfect example. Davis sits, LeBron smashes. So you need to know that news and it changes your whole slate. So if one of them slit, sits and you play the other, that's your, that's your buy-up guy. Uh, that that's going to have a domino effect the rest of your lineup. So, you know, hopefully you're taking all this in, and then as the news breaks, it makes it much easier uh, uh, for you to develop that lineup. But that that's a necessity because, you know, also if one of the guys sits and brings other people into play, you know, you've got to, you know, look possibly at Schroeder, Kuzma, uh, maybe even one of the bigs with, with Gasol or Harrell. So, you got to take some time, uh, build a lineup accordingly. I would put one of those two guys in there uh, so that it's not as dramatic of a shift uh, and then just watch this late swap information. Uh, on the Houston side, you know, Harden is extremely expensive. We've seen you know, when they have their full team in there with Wall playing and Christian Wood and Cousins that they are sharing the ball some. Um, Harden certainly is not the ball-dominant monster that he was. Still can hit value at any time. It's just he's very expensive. Let me give you a quick idea of the upper echelon pricing since we're talking about it again. And, you know, he, on DraftKings, uh, Harden is the most expensive at 10-8, which is a hard pill for me to swallow with the Lakers' interior defense and uh, the other guys all playing. Curry's up to 10-1, which is a little bit hard to stomach. Uh, Kyrie at 9-6 if he plays. Uh, Van Vliet, oh, I'm sorry, I, wait a minute. I, I missed, uh, let me add a few guys in here. I was on point guards. The Joker's 11,000. Then Harden at 10-8. LeBron at 10-2. Curry, as I said, at 10-1. Then you have Cat at 9-8. Quite, you know, with, we're not sure on the minutes there. AD 9-7, which is a decent price for him if he plays. Kyrie at 9-6. Julius Randle all the way up to 9-5. Uh, and then you have KD at 9-2. So again, part of the reason I like KD, especially if he's playing with no restrictions. To give you the same type of idea on um, uh, FanDuel, we've got the Joker at 11-5, Harden 11-2. LeBron is 10-4, uh, 
Cat 10-2, Davis 10-2, Curry 10,000, and Duran at 9-9, Irving 9-5. So he's uh, cheaper on that on uh, FanDuel than Durant. So interesting, again, as you're building these lineups, well, we will have some value from the Boston game uh, and a few other spots. So you should be able, out of that group, to buy up certainly to one and then build a, a balanced lineup. Or if you get a couple of those value plays, you can get two of these guys in there without a whole lot of trouble. Uh, you know, again, on Yahoo, which we've been getting pretty hot at as well, just to give you a quick idea, Harden 54, LeBron 48, Davis 48, Cat 48, Curry 47, uh, Jalen Brown, if he plays 38, Christian Wood 38, and then it goes down from there. So, you're, you know, there are some better different type pricing uh, deals that you can get uh, on Yahoo if you play that. Okay, so the question is, you know, what are we doing in this game? Well, we're waiting for the, the news. We need to know that on James, uh, certainly on James and Davis. I'm personally not going Houston in this game. The total's okay, it's not phenomenal. Not paying the top price for Harden certainly can smash at any given moment. And, you know, with Wood and Wall and Cousins, etc., I keep saying it, but they are spreading the ball out a little bit more than they normally do. Um, Wood is tough, but he's priced high. And if Davis does play, uh, that's, a you know, he can stonewall him. And Marcus All defends well, uh, you know, as does uh, Ibaka. So, this, you know, it's uh, not a Houston game for me. And then based on the news, uh, that will dictate the Lakers game. All right, two games left. We have the other 8 o'clock game uh, being, let's see here, San Antonio and Minnesota. Uh, no, I'm sorry, this is the first 8 o'clock game. There's two of them. San Antonio, Minnesota. Um, Spurs are 5-4, and four, and Minnesota is, is a ugly 2-7 and seven and not looking great. Um, We've got pretty much full squads here, and what you have to love in this game is that 233 number. These last two games are 233 and 233 and a half, and they are going to get most of my attention. I love these last two games as my favorite two games on the slate, and I will be stacking players from both teams. So looks like coach here is going to be doing the same thing. Uh, trying to finish strong and chase everybody down, but it is what it is. I don't let time of games or national TV games or you know uh, anything affect that. You have to look at each game like they're being played at the same time with equal uh, value. That's that's the most uh, effective way to look at it and build the lineup up. So you've got the Spurs minus uh, three and a half on the road, two thirty three over under. Here's what's beautiful. Defensive efficiency, Spurs 23, T-Wolves dead last, 30th. Got to love that. Pace, Spurs 12th, Minnesota 8th. Again, got to love that. So this game, with all of those things considered, has to be a game that you look to stack. I think DeMar DeRozan's in play. LaMarcus Aldridge is playing great. I think those are the first two spots that you look. Uh, DeJounte Murray has gotten more minutes with White out. I think you, you definitely uh, look at him as potential. 
Uh, if you want to go real deep on this team, uh, you know, Johnson and Walker are doable. Uh, they've been very inconsistent. They're young players, but there are games where they do smash. So, uh, especially Johnson. So I love that side on the Minnesota side. You know, the question is, you know, digging in, making sure we're going to get solid minutes out of cap. If, uh, you know, if he's playing a full plethora of minutes, he's certainly in play. If he has restrictions, which I think he may, and I'm, I'm going to confirm that, then I'm not paying up for him when there's that group of seven guys that we mentioned that are all very playable. So I don't want to go there. What I do want to do is look at the backcourt of Minnesota again, uh, D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley. You know, with this pace and the poor defense, um, these guys could both do very well in this game, especially if Cat is limited. You can go deeper, look at some of the bench with Minnesota, um, you know, take a look at, at Hernan Gomez and a few of the value plays. Some of them may get caught up in this poor defense, high-paced game and be able to make value. So again, uh, if, if you're looking to, to buy up in some spots, you can go stars and scrubs. Today, it is an option with some of these players in these last two games that are value and then the Boston value that has opened up uh, allows you to do that. So, you know, it's even though it's a six-game uh, six slate, it does give you the option for a pretty much medium build or one buy up and, and then trying to, to get a value in the medium build or stars and scrubs. They're all in play. And based on the way that this uh, entire slate plays out. So don't be afraid to attack uh, any of those strategies. All right, the last game, the late night sweat game starts 30 minutes later than all the rest. It's actually an 8.30 game, not 8. So we do have uh, the latest game on the board. It also has the best set of circumstances for a high-scoring game. Toronto is a three-point favorite on the road. So being at Golden State, this is a very, very even match game. 233 and a half is the biggest Vegas total on the day. You've got the 20th and 21st team defensive efficiency. Toronto's played the worst defense under Nurse that since he's taken over that team. Uh, and you know, they're giving up points in bunches, but they're also scoring points in bunch bunches. Toronto right now has cracked the top 10 at ninth, and Golden State is second in pace. So those two teams are getting up and down, they're scoring, they're not defending well. Uh, you've got uh, pretty much a full team in here. The only uh, question for Golden State is Wiggins, and he's been pretty bad. Uh, but for Toronto, you know, I, I'm going to stack two guys 100%, and they're going to be either Lowry, Van Vliet, and Siakam. Uh, two of those three, I think, are super in play here in this matchup. Um, I you know, may go with the backcourt, to be honest with you, the Lowry and Van Vliet backcourt. I just think that this, this game just opens wide open for them. Um, Siakam, like I say, has done well. Center's a little tricky now. Boucher has been just absolutely murdering it and getting most of the minutes at center. But Alex Len has been starting, and they've rotated uh, you know, Baines in there a little bit. He's sort of the odd man out. Uh, Boucher's playable. I mean, he's going against the rookie James Wiseman. Um, 
Looney's questionable. And, you know, you, you can't deny when, when Boucher starts going, man, he's going to block a bunch of shots, uh, you know, score a bunch of, of points. So you've got, you know, four legit guys from Toronto. I'm not going to stack over two. I really don't like to stack over two in any, on any particular team. I made an exception last night and stacked three Mavericks with Luka, Burke, and Hardaway. And it was like hitting the jackpot on, on the slot machine. Uh, all three of them were fantastic plays, you know, 40s and 50s in uh, points. Again, that had to do with the scenario of a bunch of Mavs sat out because of COVID. And, you know, we may have that same type of scenario with Boston today. So you got to, you know, it's DFS is tough. It's competitive. And now with this COVID situation, uh, has made it just a whole nother level uh, more difficult because of all the, the potential sitting and which just opens up stacks, etc. So anyway, my point being is I generally like in a game like this, it looks just picture perfect. I like the 2v2 build, get those four guys in there and feel great about it. Um, if something odd like with the Mavs yesterday happens, then, then I may go that third guy, but very seldom. Um, on the Golden State side of the ball, you know, Curry's hard to deny as far as how he's played. However, I'm not going there today. I just, his ankle's not 100%, although he played like it was. And, you know, Lowry gets after it defensively. He's, he's an irritant, and I think he'll bother Curry. And he's fresh because he didn't play yesterday. Um, and I, you know, that, that concerns me. And Curry's price has just gone through the roof. You know, the, the guys that I sort of want to look at here, and, and I know this is like beating a dead horse. I, you know, I keep waiting for Kelly Oubre to burst out. You know, he's been making value, you know, sometimes 4X, but 5, 6X on occasion. He's shooting the ball atrociously, but he gets steals, he gets rebounds, he gets some blocks. And once he starts scoring the ball, um, you know, that could be good. Now, the tough part is, He's facing Ananobi from Toronto, who's an outstanding defender. So that that scares me. And Uber's price has gotten better, but I don't know if it's quite to the point uh, where I want to really dial him up. Uh, believe it or not, the two guys I like here on Golden State the most, and I, if you guys know me for a long time, I am not a Draymond Green guy at all. I don't like him. I think he's overrated. Uh, DFS-wise, for sure. He sinks lineups all the time. But I, I just think he's he's getting more run. He's more a part of what's going on. If he scores the ball at all, uh, he's going to make value. And he has the potential in a wide-open game like this to get, you know, so many rebounds, steals, assists. Uh, you know, he's going to dent the, the column in just about every category. So believe it or not, I'm, I'm considering Draymond Green at that real value price. Uh, the guy I like the most, though, is, is James Weissman. I think, you know, the only times he's had trouble so far in these first, you know, 10 games is when he's going against a really strong, stout, uh, you know, heavier center that can bounce him around because he's still very skinny, needs to put on weight. I mean, he's 19, 20 years old. Uh, I think 19, actually. But, you know, once he gets a little thicker, he's going to be a monster. But... How, get, getting to go against Boucher is, is, I think, a good elixir for him because 
Boucher's just as skinny. Uh, yes, he can block shots and be intimidating, but Wiseman's going to be able to to post up and finish some shots at the at the rim. Uh, he gets a lot of rebounds. He's active when he's in there against Len. I think he should dominate him on quickness. Uh, again, Len will you know body him up a little bit more, but Boucher's been getting the majority of run. So I don't mind going with the bigs there. You know, it may be one of those odd things where I go Lowry, Van Vliet, and then Green and Weissman on the other side, small big, which, you know, it, it depends on how it falls out. All right, that that is the entire six-game slate. You know, again, the biggest and most important piece of information here is following the news. We need to know about Kyrie. We need to know about LeBron. We need to know about AD. Uh, on down the line, uh, there Jalen Brown. Uh, there's just a lot of guys that we need to know status uh, that will affect the entire slate. I do think those last two games are the juiciest: Spurs, T-Wolves, and Raptors, Warriors. I think you really do need quite a bit of exposure in those two, uh, and then taking advantage of that value in Boston, depending on how that final rollout is really can help you uh, buy up to a couple of spots. So uh, that's where we are. Those are the lines. Uh, I think it's a nice card, a good opportunity to make some money. And, uh, you know, follow us in Discord, dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, check us out. Uh, join. You can join for as little as a week. And uh, I think you'll you'll really enjoy what we, we bring forward. So, Appreciate you guys listening in. I know it's a football uh, Sunday, playoff Sunday, so enjoy those games. Uh, in Discord here, uh, right 30 minutes before lock, I guess at 12.35 Eastern, uh, Andrew and Shane will be in our Discord putting out our NFL lineups. And then uh, later this afternoon, I'll be popping in there at 5.30 Eastern. Uh, with our basketball lineups. And remember, we're giving out the coach's clipboard on DraftKings, which gives you a group of players with a, a highlighted core that you can build off of for um, both cash and GPP. And then on, we're giving out full FanDuel and Yahoo lineups uh, as well. So we got you covered. Uh, we'd love to have you join us. And I, again, I appreciate you checking things out uh, here today. Send me some comments, Twitter, uh, at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I, or right here on YouTube. Uh, I generally always respond pretty quickly, so look forward to catching you uh, with that. I'm back on here tomorrow with my partner in crime, Andrew, and look forward to uh, catching you then. But until then, let's crush it in NBA DFS. Have a great day.